You are listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. This is our midweek, a quiet life podcast that focuses on living a quiet life, mind your own affairs, work with your hands, and be dependent upon nobody. For more information, visit us at thepursuitofmanliness.com. You know, last week we talked about you know, minding your own affairs, and it doesn't mean that you just put your head in the sand and say, good luck world, you know, uh, I'm over here, I'm going to shut. I'm gonna pull the blinds, I'm going to shut the door, I'm going to shut it all down and say, good luck, you can go to hell in a handbasket, I'm over here just going to do my own thing. No, we use the illustration of John chapter 11 where Jesus, with his disciples, says, hey, we're going to get there, uh, but first I'm going to do this, then I'll get there. He raised Lazarus from the dead, and we said, you know, minding your own affairs uh, means that yes, you have to reset. You, yes, you have to recharge. But we have to be in the business of being around people. We have to be kingdom-minded, and we have to we have to serve them. We have to love them, and we can't say, "Well, that's just my personality, or that's how I was raised, or those are just my ticks and my quirks." Uh, no, that's that, there's nowhere in Scripture where that says you get a pass because that's how you act or respond. You just you just don't. I want to take that a step further today in a different direction. How you were raised, your tics, your personalities, your quirks. You have to end that. You see, I'm going to mind my own affairs. One of the ways that I believe minding my own affairs is protecting my bride. We, we have just said for the last 21 years, we've been married for 21 years now, uh, we will not dog each other. We will not talk bad about each other uh, in public, whether one of us is present or not. If I'm not there, she's not dogging me and vice versa. I guarantee it. You'll never hear me dog my wife. You'll never hear me say, well, boy, she always didn't, you know, I never. We just don't do that. I believe what you are doing is you are opening up a door that you can't close when you do that. If we believe that scripture tells us we're to leave and cleave, which means I'm going to hold fast to my wife, which is a gluing together. That gluing together when done appropriately means that nothing can get between the two things that are glued together, right? We don't try to tear them apart. We keep them together. With that idea... We do not share information about each other to other people. We just don't. There are certain people on this planet. There are certain people that you've encountered, that you've maybe opened your mouth to, that if you give them a sliver of information, especially about your spouse, they will hold it and they will use it in some way against you. If you tell them anything in confidentiality, you say, hey, I just don't tell nobody this, man, or I, you know, I, just, I don't know why I'm saying this. I, they, they will hold it. And they will share it with others. They will manipulate in some way. They just will. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've shared something that you shouldn't have shared with them. And now when you go to Thanksgiving or when you go to work or whatever, it's a little awkward. Why? Because you dogged your spouse in front of someone that has absolutely no business being between the two of you. I've seen this with young married couples. They're getting married and, and the guy just can't leave his mom or whatever. And I said, do you, do you want her sleeping between you and your spouse? Oh, no, no, not at all. Then why on earth would you stand in the kitchen and just share all this information with her about your, your future bride? If you're really going to leave and you're going to start a, a covenant relationship there, then that's it. That's the two of you. And so when you're out in public, when you're dogging each other, you're making cutting remarks or you're getting snarky or whatever it is, it's not funny. It's embarrassing. Now, listen. My wife and I have served together in ministry a long time. 
long over two decades. And there are times that we've walked into ministry environments that we were not doing good prior to that. Things were just not, we were off. You know, whether it was that day or last few days or whatever, we are just not on the same page. You know what you do? You put your game face on and you get through it. Because people in that room or people at the grocery store or people at the Lily Field or the graduation party or whatever don't need to know that you and your spouse are fighting. If you're old enough to take a wife, you're old enough to put your game face on and say, I'm going to get through this. Now, when we go home, we may need to shut the door we may need to have a few minutes of intense fellowship or maybe a few days. I don't know. But I'm going to at least be mature enough that other people don't need to know that we're fighting. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes that includes your kids. My kids know that isn't just utopia here at the house, right? Like they know that. But there are times we may need to go get in the car. We may need to come out in the garage. We may need to shut the door in the bathroom. And we're going to have a conversation because we may be saying some things or talking about some people or having some things on the table that we don't want them to know. But it's not age appropriate. My kids need to see us working through some stuff. But you don't always need to see everything behind the curtain. And when you share things about your spouse, when you dog them, even when you think you're just ribbing them, it cuts and you're pulling the curtain back and allow someone to see something that has absolutely no business being there. I was at a gathering not that long ago where this was happening. A married couple. One of them was dogging the other one. And just did it a few times. I was like, what is going on here? And the other spouse was kind of laughing it off. And, you know, yeah, I guess I would do that or whatever. Trying to keep conversation going. It's, it's very awkward and uncomfortable. To mind your own affairs means that you have enough discernment and yet maturity about you to say, these people don't need to know. These people don't need to know that we're fighting. These people don't need to know that I'm upset about this. Or they picked out the wrong this. Or they, they you have a dinner party and, and people show up at your house. You go, yeah, I, I sent them to the store and this is what they came back with. Boy, they, they can never get it right. They have no business knowing that. And I'm going to tell you something. They don't want to know it. And if they do want to know it, don't tell them anything else. Those are shady people. But you're mature people. You're people who, who also heed to the instruction of minding their own business. They, they don't want to know. I don't want to know the dirty laundry of my, my friends and their spouse. I don't. Now, if they say, hey, man, would you pray for us? We're going through a rough patch. Hey, we're having some tension. Well, absolutely. I do want to know that. I, I do want to be able to, to pray for them for that and, and, and to intercede for them for that. But if they start to air what I, 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 don't need, I don't need to know that. Because I don't want to be put in a position that if I'm around the two of them at some point, that I might accidentally say something I shouldn't say. I don't want to be put in the position that if I'm around the two of them, then I'm now looking at the other one a little bit different going, huh, I guess I do see it now. I see what your problem was. You see, what happens is when we open our mouth up and we pull that curtain back, you can't undo that. You can't undo those things. And so for some of you guys, you've done that. You've gone to work and you've talked to someone at work. Hopefully it's not someone of the opposite sex, but oftentimes it is. And you start to complain about your wife. You start to complain about things going on at home. You are putting your marriage in a very vulnerable and dangerous spot. And can I just challenge you? You might need to get another job. You might need to get a different job. 
if you dogged your wife, you say, oh, I wasn't dogging her. I was just, I was just frustrated. I was just, well, same deal. And then you go to the company picnic or the Christmas party, whatever, and you, you bring your wife there, and now you're seated at the same table as this person, their spouse, or whatever, and, and you just allowed all this vulnerable information over the last several months or several years to be shared, and your spouse doesn't even know it. And I think sometimes if they do know it, it's even worse. Because they look at that person and say, why did you trust them? But you, you aired our dirty laundry to them. Here's the point. Mind your own affairs. There's a reason I don't post very much at all about my family on social media. I got nothing to hide from them. I love my wife and kids. I've talked about them on the podcast and videos like this and things, but we share enough of ourselves. I don't want to share everything. I don't want to share every emotion, every good day, bad day, piece of cake, we had a hamburger. We don't need to do that. Because there are people out there, and you know this, that they're looking at your stuff. They're looking at you. They're looking at what you say. They're looking at all that, And they're looking at your family through a really tainted, jaded lens. And I can't control that, but I can control if I mind my own business. I would say, if you're married and the Lord has blessed you with a bride, between you and her, that's your business. And she needs to do the same thing. You say, well, Jerry, you don't know her. She's, she's, I, I can't control what she says. I can't control what she does. Be such a godly husband that you give her no ammo then to run you down. Do the best you can to be a godly man, to love her well. Ephesians chapter 5 says that we are to love our wives as Christ loved the church. How do you love the church? He laid down his life for her. How are you to love your wife? I don't, know what the, I don't know what laying down your life looks like. It might be quitting your job and going to a different job because you opened your mouth at that place and now it's awkward. It might be just going to her tonight and saying, can I apologize to you? I, I, I didn't even consider this, but I, I think there's been times where I have, I've run down our covenant of marriage. I've run you down. I thought I was being funny. Can I apologize to you? I walked into some places and, and I let it be known passive aggressively that you and I weren't doing well and we didn't sit by each other. Or we didn't talk to each other. We didn't look at each other. We didn't get through that. We're grown-ups. We need to figure out how to get through those things. When we go home, we can have that conversation. But in public, we need to hold it together. We, we're not going to give Satan a foothold. We're not going to give anyone else a foothold. I'm not going to not wear my wedding ring or something passive because I'm mad at you or I'm not going to sit by you. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to live and we're going to act like a married couple. We go home, we can talk about it. Maybe we put the kids to bed. Maybe you don't have kids yet. You don't have to worry about it. Start talking about that now. Listen, I'm not going to dog my kids in public either. I don't make fun of my kids in public. I don't ridicule them. I don't mock them. I'm not doing that. You can do that if you want. And then 20, 30, 40 years down the road, you get to reap the rewards of punking your kids in public and wondering why they're responding the way they are. Mind your own affairs, which means keep other people out of your business as well. Say, hey, that door's closed. That's a sensitive spot. That's a vulnerable spot. That's an intimate spot. People aren't invited into those places. So evaluate that. Think about that. Have you done that? Have you been in situations where you and your wife weren't doing well and you let other people know it? Whether it's by your actions, your words, or whatever. Stop it right now. Just stop it right now. Tell her, we're not going to live like that no more. I'm not going to do that no more. It disrespects you. I made a covenant before God to you. I'm going to honor you and cherish you unless you're one of those people that wrote your own vows and then whatever. But hey, we're going to hold on to that. 
We're going to be glued together. Nobody gets between us. What's done is done, if you have done that. But moving forward, we're out on that. So you know what? We're going to protect our home. We're not going to overshare. We're not going to pull the curtains back. We're not going to bring people in places that they don't deserve to be. We're going to protect this. We're going to nurture this. And we're going to cherish this. And i got to believe along the way, we're going to honor God by doing it. Amen? Just think about it, all right? I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Thank you for listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. If you would, make sure to visit iTunes and leave a five-star review to let others know what you think of this show. When you get a chance, make sure to visit thepursuitofmanliness.com to see what is available in the gear store, find more information out about Tribe, and much more. Thanks for listening, and let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. Manliness.